Thank you for joining the Bevel Talk, Season 9, Episode 1, an international perspective on welding and heating. Today, we're talking with Tamar Salima, an induction heating specialist with ITW Welding's Middle East and Caspian Sea team. Let's get right into it. Hello, and welcome to Bevel Talk. Today, I am joined by Tamar Salima, um, who is an induction heating specialist uh, around the Middle East. Tamar, welcome, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about your background and your current role, what, what you do. Well, actually, after school and my in mechanical engineering degree, I've been working as a quality control engineer in the field of uh, construction related to um, oil and gas um, industry, um, petrochemicals, um, power generation, and even airport construction. So that has been for uh, the last uh, 10 years before I joined ITW. And then after join, once I joined ITW, I had the opportunity to, uh, to work on ITW um, heating technologies and support that in the Middle East and the Caspian Sea region, in addition to managing Egypt as a country manager since, since, since the last uh, ten, uh, eight years. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, what's, what's the situational an- analysis in the area? What's the industry, the welding trends that you're seeing um, coming, going, and, and how's that changing? Actually, we have in the Middle East, some areas are um, growing and some other areas or end markets segments are um, um, still the same since the some time back, not declining. But if we are talking about uh, some uh, areas growing in oil and gas industry, which um, a, a good market for for the welding or most of welding applications here in the region happen in the oil and gas sector i can see growing in the downstream uh, new buildings refineries petrochemicals and so on in addition to um, maintenance and rehabilitation of the existing plants and existing pipelines which is in the middle midstream and the um, other side Oil and gas upstream, I can see the upstream is uh, somehow uh, uh, going on well, but not declining and not not growing. Exploration, gathering centers, and and gas separation plants are still going, but especially on gas. Okay, so Tamar, tell me a little bit about you know you were you mentioned upstream production. Tell me what you're seeing there in the offshore markets and in the upstream markets in the Middle East. Yeah, upstream market and uh, offshore industry is uh, one of the um, industries are always in the Middle East and it is existing one um, it's not really uh, growing but it's already grown up enough um, in addition to exploration as I said ga- uh, gathering centers and and goes or gas separation plants are already uh, existing business in the Middle East. I can see also growing in the infrastructure. Actually, infrastructure uh, in terms of um, uh, airports or water infrastructure as well, or power generation uh, in both uh, gas power generation or uh, wind power generation. Yeah. 
Okay. So what are some of the concerns that you're seeing um, or any you know quality issues, labor, material things that are, are new or upcoming in your region? Actually, I can, I can see um, in, related to material nowadays, um, the uh, material became more strength. Uh, the um, transportation maybe for the material it might take um, efforts and money, so people are trying to strengthen the material and reduce the thickness. So that maybe that's why the material getting more strength nowadays, and it needs more um, cushion to the welding and heating um, uh, technologies to be used and monitoring qualities and all that. Okay, so with that um, light weighting and high strength steel, what? What's that doing to the welding process in your markets over there? Uh, the existing heating technologies used in the Middle East um, that we can divide into two um, uh, two points. One is the uh, local heating, and the one is the batch heating. And in the batch heating, you, that's used for just possible heat treatment and using furnaces that can, could be use, could be electrical furnace or gas furnace (LBG). And that's um, for uh, mainly workshops, or you may see that on temporary furnace in the uh, in the sites. But, uh, the other one or type is local heating, which is useful in preheating, boswell heat treatment, interbusting temperature control, and even uh, the hydrogen breakout. With the local heating, um, are they using flame? Are they using resistance? Yeah, flame flame heating uh, has been used in the region since decades, as well as resistance heating in addition to induction heating. Flame heating used for only preheating, um, resistance heating for uh, preheating and might be for interplast temperature control for Boswell heat treatment, induction heating uh, as well used for, for everything preheating, boss heating, and then the temperature control as well. Induction heating provides great consistency in heating, faster time to temperature of the part, ease of use, and safety in operation. Learn how to heat faster, increase weld quality, and save costs. Check out MillerWelds.com. So let's talk a little bit about how your industries, whether it be offshore exploration, upstream, downstream, are selecting their heating technologies. Well, that's a good question. We are talking about different heating technologies that all depends on application, productivity, and what you're going to do exactly. In fact, um, let's say, pipelines or pipeliners. No, it's a trend in the region nowadays to see automatic pipeline welding. And to meet this productivity, it, if you have like 36-inch pipe or 42, you can see the productivity like 40 joints per day or 50 joints per day. And to meet that productivity, you need to heat faster, to heat with higher quality to meet the requirements. And... And, and that can be done by induction heating far way better than the gas heating. Um, if you ha if you are a process piping fabricator, 
you may end up using both induction heating and resistance heating. It depends on the requirements or applications you do, preheating only or preheating Boswell heat treatment. You need to select the proper uh, heating technology based on the application. Tamar, talk to me a little bit about how the different industries are selecting their heating methods based on their needs. Well, that's a good question. All depends on the um, contractor application uh, requirements, productivity, and nature of the project. Actually, um, I'm seeing contractors using uh, always uh, maybe gas heating or uh, they stick themselves with resistance heating for whatever they they do. Uh, But uh, that can be, um, we can talk about about it in in details actually um, gas heating it might be um, um, an easy option for for many people uh, heating smaller um, pipes or smaller uh, metals to bring that uh, metal to preheat and preach and just start welding but that involve also um, some kind of uh, of safety issues uh, quality issues, ununiform heating, and the way you are approaching the gas to the uh, to the metal is actually uh, introduces uh, hydrogen to metal. In fact, let's talk about uh, uh, why we do preheating and why we do um, uh, why we need to heat the metal actually before soft boiling. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, help me understand yeah. that. Actually, for uh, we we are preheating because of two main reasons. Um, the first reason is to get the hydrogen out of the metal. You know, that to avoid hydrogen delay cracking in the future or hydrogen-induced cracking. Uh, everybody in the uh, critical uh, welding applications is, is behind and purchasing and using uh, low hydrogen electrodes and put them in the oven and backing them and all that. So that efforts and, and costs in the welding electrodes just to have a weldment with minimum hydrogen level or free of hydrogen, yeah? So it makes lots of sense to get the hydrogen out from the base material as well, right? So this is the first reason is to get the hydrogen out. And the second reason is to uh, listen from the, the, the weldment cooling rate to reduce the weldment cooling rate, because fast fast cooling rate um, it doesn't help in meeting the best mechanical properties and to avoid welding cracking and all that. So those those are the main reasons I can see them uh, why we do preheating. When when we do preheating, it should be uh, based on metal um, type thickness um, uh, and the the standard. When you when you preheat to um, to listen from the 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 weldment cooling rate, that means you need to stop two base metals uh, working as a heat sink. So actually, you need to heat sufficient heating band and uniform heating along the entire length. Yep. Okay. So yeah. So you're heating. You're preheating to uh, drive out hydrogen to reduce hydrogen cracking. 
but you're also heating to slow or reduce the cooling rate so you don't have uh you're not uh, affecting the grain structure of the material right right when the industry is selecting their preheating um, or heating technologies the uh, in many cases they need to meet uh, the uh, productivity and to accommodate welding applications and people around let's take uh, example like uh, pipelines the uh, pipeliners are using nowadays and it's trend to use the uh, automatic pipeline welding so that involves higher productivity and heating by gas is a bit slow and and it could not be suitable for uh, site windy sites windy places uh, usage so um, by far it's better for them to use the induction heating which can heat pretty quickly quickly and to uh, get the hydrogen out of the material uh, in an efficient way. Okay. Tamar, thanks for joining us today. Uh, to our listeners, please join us next time as we talk more about induction heating and resistance heating. Yeah, sure. Thank you.